Thanks for checking out the podcast, which hasn't been around the past couple of weeks because I've been traveling for Redskins training camp. So I figured why not just compile the best of Redskins training camp into a podcast. And thus, here we are. All my interviews from training camp in one place. That's Preston Smith, Mason Foster, Junior Gallette, Dustin Hopkins, and Torian Gray, the Redskins' new defensive backs coach, all compiled onto one singular podcast. Then, if you want the best of the radio show, that'll be on another edition in this same very podcast feed. So, appreciate you listening. Check out all the content and subscribe, rate, all that kind of good stuff. Appreciate it. Here are all the interviews. Mason Foster, after the first walkthrough, uh, I, no one got hurt. That's obviously the biggest yeah. thing. Uh, no hand cramp, it looks like, after yeah. signing about 100 autographs. Yeah. Uh, but how, what's it like to be back? It's great, man. You know, um, this offseason, good training and everything, but I really miss being around the facility, you know, hanging out with the guys. So, um, you know, it's good to be back, man, just to hang around, you know, joking around, learning, getting better together, man. So I'm excited. What's the biggest change to you? Everyone's going to point to some similarities, some changes from the as the defensive coordinator changes, new scheme, new playbook. What to you at your position is the biggest change from last year? Uh, I would just say, you know, definitely it's a different, you know, like feet work, footwork or whatever, you know what I mean? But just the aggressiveness, you know what I mean? The le- the way he kind of like uh, unleashes you, you know, you know, Nuss is going to let you go play, man. He's a used to play in the league. He knows what it's like, so he just lets you go play, man, and I love it. In terms of how you interact with the defensive line in front of you, is that different this year? Uh, I, I heard that some of that, like you guys kind of getting together in the offseason OTAs to, to have a better understanding of how the defense works as a whole. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. That, that's uh, completely true. So we're, we work in unison, you know what I mean? So everybody is playing together, you know what I mean? So we all got to be right, and, you know, you just – you just make it happen like that. So just play off of each other. You know what I mean? It's not really you do this, he does that. If he does that, you play in the other thing. So, you know, it, it fits into, you know, the way I play a lot. I feel like, you know, everybody plays off each other. Just use your instincts and, and make a lot of plays. Uh, last question for you real quick because I know you got to run. You guys obviously have a, a, biz, a, a filled room with a lot of talent this year. Um, they bring Zach into the offseason. You and Comp uh, are obviously worked together the past couple of years. What's that like having a little bit of competition for snaps this year versus last year where you two were seen as definitive starters going into the season? I love it, man. You know what I mean? Anytime this team gets better, you know, I'm here to win, and that's all I really care about. So it makes us all better. You know, Zach's a great football player. Comp's a great football player. So, you know, we just working together, helping each other get better. But at the same time, we know we all competing all the time and uh, just pushing each other. It, competition ain't going to do nothing but make us all better, and, you know, you can see it. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Dude, you've tweeted that you're more explosive now than uh, than you ever have been before. Have you been measuring that, or is it kind of a feel thing? Like, are you doing, whether it's 40s or whatever it is, to, to measure that? It's everything. I played a lot of, um, I said, basketball in the offseason, and just me being able to windmill dunks that were much easier to do than before I tore both my Achilles. It's just weird. You know, I didn't think I'd still have that. Granted, I lost, um, I'm playing about 15 pounds lighter, so I'd say that probably take part in it too. So either way, I feel like I'm more explosive than before, and I just got to refine my eyes and just basically having my eyes and hand placement in the right place to kind of win, you know, as far as um, any situation that we're in, run or pass. Uh, in the weight room, what are some of the things that you've been doing that it may be a little bit different now as you progress in your career? I think it's just um, less weights and just more like you get more quality reps, you know. So don't you don't necessarily have to go heavy, you know. If you're doing 
you know, if if you're going lighter, you can do a lot more reps. Right. You know, so it's, right. I think it's the repetition actually building my tendons, everything in my tendons. I went, you know, six years in the NFL without an injury. And all of a sudden, two back-to-back Achilles injuries. So clearly I had to get my tendons stronger um, just all throughout my body. So I think more repetition and less weight. How, uh, how much film study are you doing on your own, whether it's a field session, anything like that, even in the weight room maybe, if you're off-season training, how much of it are you watching? Let's talk about going back in the lab. Is that just on the football field, or how does that expand out in your training? Well, it's everywhere. Like I said, just you know, me, the way I eat, um, the, just the way I live, everything. Um, but as far as football, definitely, you know, you can always watch the film. It's a lot more advanced now. They give you an iPad where the stuff is on there. I can go back to when I was playing in 2013-14. 2014 season, I can go back to 2010 season and watch old film on myself and watch the progression and just always keep building. One of the things that a couple of your teammates have told me is uh, that this defense, the, you guys play off each other a lot more. I know you didn't play the last couple of years, but you guys really play off each other now. Uh, how, how have you seen that play out the first couple of days? We know you guys haven't yeah, had pads on. You can on. just tell the bonding in the locker room. Guys are a lot just, I feel like they just gel more and they're just a lot more comfortable. Um, and schematically, you've had a lot of guys that have just been playing together for a while now with Preston and uh, Trent Murphy to Ryan Kerrigan's. You know, they've been playing just watching the Redskins football for a while, Bashard Breeland, you know, so kindly you, you kind of have the same guys gelling together, Will Compton, Mason Foster a couple of years now. And just naturally, just like a friendship would, you, you build that camaraderie over time. Cool. Junior, thank you, man. Thank you. Obviously, did a lot of work in the offseason, helped change your body. Uh, what, what kind of things were you doing in your training program? How did it evolve over the course of the offseason to get to where you are now? Uh, it's like a steady incline, you know, stuff that, you know, I'm going to work on when it's time to go to, you know, the season, you know, as far as leading up to training camp. I worked on a lot of stuff like a hand, hand, you know, working with my hands, my footwork, my get-offs, and, you know, making sure that I'm keying up on the bottom. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my keys as I, you know, line up to get ready for a snap. So that's the on-the-field stuff. In the weight room, though, you make that transformation. So what, what was your program like this offseason there? Uh, we just did a lot of full-body stuff, did a lot of core workouts because you need your core, of course, and um, just strengthening things in areas that you was gonna, you're going to use on the field. Like, you know, of course, I'm going to need my legs. So I strengthen my legs and my arms and get, uh, get my, um, you know, my stuff, I mean, my shoulders and stuff, you know, strong enough and ready for, you know, the endurance is about to take over this season. That's kind of what I was going to ask. The endurance, you know, consistency is kind of where I think the, the people will criticize your game. You have games like the Minnesota game last year where you're just killing it, changing the entire game, other games where you don't have as big of an impact. Do you think that endurance, that consistent shape is going to allow you to make a more consistent impact? I mean, due to scouting reports and whatever may happen during the game, I mean, you know, you, every game is not going to be a home run hit. Some games are going to be better than others. Some games are going to be greater than others. So you just got to take what you can. You know, you got to work your hard because every game is not going to go your way because I wish I could have 16 Minnesota games <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know, impact the team as well as I did that game. Last question for you real quick. The competition in your position is pretty thick. What's it like being out there knowing that every snap you got some guy chomping at the bit, trying to get those same snaps, trying to get those same reps? I just a lot of guys working hard. You know, that's, 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 that's any day. You know, guys are always competing, working hard, trying to be the best they can be. And, uh, you know, guys just come out every day to work and like just like me. And, then, you know, I come out and work every day. And, you know, we always come out to make each other better no matter in, in what phase of the game we can. All these guys, you know, the similar offseason programs are working on all kinds of different things. What, what's the offseason like for a kicker, though? What's the program like in the offseason to make sure that, that you're working on your skill set and then whatever whatever baseline athleticism you need for your position? It's sure. a different kind. Sure, sure. Uh, to speak to the baseline first, I think uh, the training regiment is – 
I do a lot of the same lifts as everybody else with just kicking specific stuff in addition to that. And then as far as like keeping your craft, uh, you want to kick enough to keep your skill set up, but not so much that you kick your leg out before the season starts. So there's a healthy balance there. And then uh, another thing is um, like right before camp, a couple weeks before, we go up to uh, Wisconsin with another a lot of pro guys. We all meet up, kind of watch tape, kick a little bit, compete. Um, and it's a good kind of refresher course slash just making sure you're polished um, before you go into camp. So Tress was up there this year. Nick was up there. We probably had about eight pro punters, and we had five pro kickers. So um, that was awesome. And probably, what, I think three or four um, pro snappers. So um, up at Cole's Kicking in Wisconsin. So Pretty cool to get you guys all together, keep yeah, everybody sharp. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a you know weird scenario because you're kicking with guys on other teams, but it's such a unique position in that you're not hitting each other. Right. You're not you're not face to face per se or head to head. There's no kicker version of the Oklahoma drill. Right, right, right. So it, you know it's a little more friendly, I guess. Um, that being said, we all want to win and compete, and we want our teams to beat the other team. But yeah, it's absolutely. a it's it's kind of cool to get to know the guys around the league. Managing load is something in the in the training world, obviously, that has become a huge huge deal. And as you just mentioned, you're because of the repetitive nature of, of your motion, right. you don't want to wear yourself out. So what is do you have like a number you track? Is it by feel? How have you gone and, and how has that evolved over your careers? You've kind of learned more about that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of equate it uh, in some ways to pitching. Like mm. a pitcher doesn't go out there and just throw. Like he's get it's regimented. Um, make sure he gets his rest in. Nick Sundberg Excuse here. Excuse me, is this guy bothering? Hey. <laughs> And uh, I just mentioned you actually. He said he said nice things too. Yes, yes. What 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 never, a change. Um, so yeah, there's, it's regimented, and as far as camp goes, I'm I'm kicking more in this span of what three weeks than I than I will um, consecutive days during the year for sure. So trying to find that healthy mix of uh, counting reps, but also getting my work in so that everything's going smoothly during the season. So uh, I do count reps. Uh, but it also kind of I go off field too, so it's kind of a healthy balance between the two. Um, in terms of the technical aspect, are you taking video of your your kicks, and then also actually let's just start there in terms of in terms of like video film work. Are you taking video and then going back and watching for for things? Is it a feel only when you feel like you might need to make a change? How does that work? No, I watch video regardless, just to make sure our timing's good, um, make sure my form is just kind of staying where it needs to, um, and. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool because on good days you can see what you're doing well and on bad days you can kind of see what you did wrong and try to fix it um, but it's funny kicking film work is not <laughs> very rarely do I look at the opponent I might watch some like kickoff return tape right um, but other than that it's all self self tape you know yeah. yeah I was gonna say like then the other question I would have is like for kicking there's not a ton of strategy it's put the ball through the post or put the ball through the end zone right, on a right. kickoff but you know worst case scenario you do have to get in there and make a tackle right. how much how much film study yeah so like how, how how much um how much film study how much technique or i guess strategic preparation goes in goes into your your off-season work and your camp work for right, as right, a kicker right. um well I, i'll sit in obviously on all the special teams meeting whether that's punt kickoff kickoff return um and so I'm getting those opponent looks and seeing what they do if they offer turner crosses and what that means and uh, seeing what a, a certain blocker does indicates that they're returning the ball left. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm more concerned about that with kickoff return um, for the opposing team. But I, I do not watch uh, field goal block of the opponent just because I don't want to be thinking uh, like, oh, that guy's a pretty good player across while I'm trying to make a field goal. Right. If everything goes right and we handle our business – it, it won't matter. So um, as far as that goes, it's all kickoff return and self-tape for field goal. 
is kind of the film work. Yeah. With Dustin Hopkins. Uh, so last first season were, was historically great in terms of accuracy. Last season still pretty good, but not quite as good as that right, first right, year. Right. So what are some of the things that you were working on in that technical work this offseason and that you're working on in camp to get back that consistency you had in year one in Washington? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I did not have the year last year that I wanted. Um, shoot, I want to do well for, for the team, for the fans, for me, um, for my family. So I expect more of myself, and I think the team does too, which, which I like. Um, so some of the technical things I was working on was uh, widening out a little bit. Um, I felt like last year I got a little narrow. Um, and then another aspect was uh, kind of, it, it, and hopefully this translates, hitting a B B plus ball mm-hmm. as opposed to, opposed to hitting like uh, an A or A plus ball every time and, and being more accurate with the B plus ball that's not going to go 65 yards right does that make sense yeah uh, so it's it's not overthinking and not trying to kill the ball right, just hit right, it's, right. it's like a maybe like a golf drive where it's like hey right. don't try to hit the ball as hard as you can just right. to make a good swing and have yeah. it be accurate and, and not that i was trying that last year but i was trying to hit an a ball every time i wasn't over swinging or thinking i'm going to kill it yeah. but i was trying to hit a ball every time and i think as a result i was a little less accurate than i'd like where uh with a B plus ball and just focusing on foot contact, I think uh, I think that's translated really good this off season at least, and hopefully throughout camp and the season uh, to a more accurate field goal percentage. Last thing, and is this the most questions you've ever been asked in one interview, by the way? No, no, but I like it, man. All right. Uh, so the way we're set up here in camp, we're actually sitting, standing right next to some of the media tents for some of the other media outlets. And then yesterday, you were kicking field goals over this field goal post behind us right, into right. the media tents. We're like, you concerned that you were going to hurt anybody back there? Like, some, some, some of my colleagues almost caught some balls off the head. Like, can we not have you kick onto the drill field or something? Y'all are my first concern. <laughs> you know, what? I was telling, I was telling all the all the people out there, it's like, hey, do we not care about the media out there like let's look out for them first but uh that didn't go very far so yeah that that net they put up doesn't doesn't always help yeah your leg is too strong yeah unless we're pretty far you need to hit like a d-ball otherwise someone's someone's gonna take one off the dome over there that low i don't yeah yeah, b's about as low as i want to go hey you make you make field goals and i think everyone will be happy there you go man lord willing dustin appreciate it appreciate it thanks with new Redskins defensive backs coach Torian Gray. And Torian, watching you coach has been a lot of fun this past week. Uh, that energy you bring was something that this team had in the past couple of years. Aubrey Pleasant is the assistant. Uh, and I thought, like, it's not going to get any louder than Aubrey. And here you are bringing that, that energy, that enthusiasm. So kind of what drives you? What, 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 where does that passion come from? Well, my job is to try to inspire the guys. And, you know, I can't play. This is my way of contributing back. And I want, those, I want to push those guys to their maximum. So that just comes out. I guess me trying to, hey, you know, let's do this, do this, do this. Hey, great play, great play. Oh, man, we got to do this, do this. You know, so it just maybe comes out as energy. I'm glad you see it as energy. I'm just kind of being myself out there. So if that's what you see, that's that's, that's great. Is that how you were as a player as well? Uh, I was the talkative, communicative one. Off the field, I would have been the one who didn't say much, but there's like a switch that comes on. So maybe that's how I am as a coach. I'm kind of laid back, but once I get out here or I'm in the meeting with the guys or I'm coaching the guys, there's a switch that comes on. So I just try to transfer that to the guys. What's the biggest difference between coaching college kids and coaching professionals? Wow. Um, Obviously, my approach has to be different. I can't you know, use certain language or, you know, try to motivate them in certain ways. I have to find other other ways to motivate those guys. They, they don't necessarily 
do something because I say I do it. I have to work with them somewhat more so that, hey, man, you're going to do it this way. Like the college guys, they're going to do it the way you want to do it. So you kind of got to work with these guys. Some of them have been doing certain things. So you kind of got to find a median sometimes. And, hey, I think this is better. You may kind of make more suggestions. So there's been a difference trying to navigate how to approach certain things from that standpoint. You have some veterans in the secondary. Uh, obviously, D'Angelo is back there watching right now. But guys like Josh, Bashad, who have played a long time in this league, how much do you learn from them on a daily basis? Oh, that's, that's, that's the neat thing. I, I have a certain way that I see things that I go in certain things wanting to teach things and those guys have did some things and they have some influence they have some put back that's the difference from college like D Hall's been playing you know all these years and um, you know hey coach we used to do this and I was like hey that's pretty good DJ Swanger you know he's very cerebral hey coach um, you know we did this here or this this here uh, that doesn't quite fit what we're doing oh okay yeah you know that makes sense so the input I get back from those guys and try to okay find a meeting with certain things on how to do certain things if it fits our system you know that's kind of been been what we're doing Torian Gray with us on the fan. The new system is new. Obviously, your first year uh, new for these guys from Greg going from outside linebackers coach to D.C. So how much on the back four, how much influence or five, or depending on what package you're in six, um, how much influence do you have from an X's and O standpoint versus trying to communicate to them what Greg wants out of the whole 11? Well, my, my job first and foremost is to learn a scheme. So I'm still learning the scheme. So as I'm learning the scheme, I'm trying to implement it the way Greg wants it. And then once I get as I get a better understanding of the scheme, you know, I try to get into the guys, say, this is the scheme, but we can do this. And it's within the scheme that we can be effective. So, you know, as I learn the scheme, I'm like, oh, OK, now, guys, all right, this is how we supposed to do it. And you kind of do some tweaks and turks from that. Generally speaking, how different is defensive or how different are defensive schemes now versus when you played in the NFL? I, I, I wouldn't think there's much difference. Obviously, I haven't been around a lot of pro coaches um, from that standpoint, but I, I wouldn't think there's much different from what I see watching other pro teams. Um, certain teams have certain sims, certain coordinators or in certain family trees and things of that nature. So I think that still stems back to when I played, but it's probably a lot more versatility and um, and nuances within um, certain schemes what I see today. Torian Gray with us on the fan. How much do you come in with a blank slate, clear eyes versus how much film study did you do in the offseason to try to get uh, a book on Josh Norman, a book on Bashad Breeland, a book on DJ Swearinger and, you know, obviously your other starters, Sua Cravens. I- I'm curious specifically what the book would be on him because he didn't play at all in a defensive backfield last year. Right. Well, um, you got to come in and you got to know your personnel. So the first thing I made sure I wanted to do amongst other other things I was doing was to watch every game and see how those guys played and have an idea of what they did, who they were as a football player. Thanks for listening. Again, if you want the best of the radio so show, just click on over hey, to the next podcast the feed, or you. maybe it's the previous. And I don't hey, know which order know, I'm going to upload them in you know, because I can't upload them before I record them, and I'm recording them right now. In that episode, if you want more Kenneth Fuller is a guy you've had a relationship with. You were with him in Virginia Tech. What's it like seeing him healthy this year and getting back to a place where we think he's going to contribute in the way that he was designed to contribute when drafted? It's been the radio show. Subscribe on iTunes. If you like what you hear, um, like say, you uh, rate as well. Game, like, if you oh, like he, what you he, hear. If you don't, not then like the remember what your mother told you about Tech. not saying anything. Um, if you the guy that I coached, that nice and then as I see him doing OTAs uh, and minicamp, like, oh, he's he's starting to he's starting to get it back. And then he's taking that over here into training camp. And it's fun to see that progression of, man, okay, that's the Kendall Fuller that I know. And um, he's been having a, um, a great camp. 
I know there's only so much you can give away scheme-wise, X's and O's, but gener- you know, just kind of as much as you can answer this, if, if you would. Last year, or really the last two years, they haven't really interchanged the safety, or they've, they've completely interchanged the safeties to the point that they would say, the, the defensive staff that was here would say, we don't really have a free and a strong safety. We just have two safeties. It seems like from guys that I've talked to, that's going to be a little bit different this year. The roles are going to be a little bit more defined. Is that something that could eventually evolve into going back to the way it was, or is it just a tool to kind of help Sua and really DJ learn a new position he's been a strong safety a lot or is that something that you want to keep more defined in this scheme it's defined but to me the key word and everything you need to have versatility those guys play to the field both of them play to the boundary both of them line up to a two-man surface or a three-man surface at times so they have defined positions that line up certain ways but they still do the same things from both sides so that allows us versatility so if you do get in a pinch um, yeah, they're free and strong safeties, but hopefully your free safety can go play strong safety at the end of the day. Hopefully your strong safety can go play free safety at the end of the day. And last question for you. You were a free safety uh, throughout college, uh, all Big East player, Virginia Tech, long live the Big East. I'm a Syracuse guy myself. Uh, may it rest in peace. Uh, you know, so you played free safety and then played it in the league as well. So how has that playing experience helped you talk to them to kind of learn these responsibilities of safety and these defense where their eyes should be all that kind of stuff Uh well fortunately um, I'll probably give them more help and experience from a coach and I I didn't play long unfortunately to a knee injury Mm -hmm. but um, yeah I did make it to the level I was a second round pick um, so there were some things that I had to be able to do well but basically just I got more experience coaching than I did playing to be honest Um, so I try to just lend that to them and um, like I say a lot of those some of those guys have some good input back and um, you know you just kind of work it from there. Torian appreciate the time thank you. Okay no problem. Thanks for listening. Again, if you want the best of the radio show, just click on over to the next podcast in this feed, or maybe it's the previous. I don't know which order I'm going to upload them in because I can't upload them before I record them, and I'm recording them right now. Uh, In that episode, if you want more Redskins, Mike Jones, the Washington Post was great. Also, Sebastian Salazar of ESPN, Kevin Brown on some national stuff, and the tale of Sicknarf Loopstock. It's all in the best of podcasts of the radio show. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes if you like what you hear. Uh, Rate as well if you like what you hear. If you don't, then remember what your mother told you about not saying anything if you don't have things that are nice to say. Uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye.